pretty jank conditions. At one point, we were in the woods, and I used to shit outside, like in a bucket. Uh, <laughs> you go take a shit at midnight with a shotgun and a flashlight. You know what I'm saying? This was real. Dope. I've done that. I've done that. Well, here's the problem. This was in 2001. <laughs> like, okay, I haven't done that. <laughs> this was this was after Y2K, Steve. Fucking, there was wrestling and fucking Coca-Cola and cell phones, and I was shitting in a bucket outside for a little while. They call me Dr. Jones, known as the Night Tripper. Got my satchel of grease in my hand. Tripping up back down the bayou. What's up, everybody? I'm the last of the best. They call me the greedy man. How we doing? Got many clients. Hello. Welcome to the Po Boys Podcast. I'm your host, Jody B. That motherfucker. And uh, I'm here with a brand new episode, chock full of awesome conversation and great guests and quips and jokes and funny shit of all shapes and sizes so this one was kind of an interesting situation man i uh i've been trying to get this interview for a long time you know i i met this dude on twitter i don't know eight nine months ago it's been a minute um comedian steve mcgrew I had seen him when I was a kid on, you know, a DVD set, and I just kind of really fell in love with his delivery, and I thought it was wonderful. So, um, you know, uh, another podcast, Juliet Miranda, had him on as a guest, and through them, I think, between me asking and them kind of vouching for me, we uh, we managed to set it up, and... Uh, Man, we had a great time. It's it was a really good conversation. And you know, he's been in the game for like 40 fucking years, man. Uh, it's you got to listen to him and he knows a lot about, you know, what it takes to be a comic that long and uh kind of where he's at with his career and I admire the shit out of that. So Yeah, man. We're going to uh get into it. We're going to talk about, you know, some of his early time shit. We're going to talk about uh, music and, and maybe religion, poop, poop humor, definitely. It's, uh, it's a really good time. So let's do this shit, man. You got a bad woman you can't control. I got just the thing for you. Something called controlling the hearts and get together drops. If you work too hard and you need a little rest. Try my easy life rub or put some of my balls. Country DJs knows that I'm an outlaw. They'd never come to see me in this dive. Where bikers stare at cowboys who are laughing at the hippies who are praying they'll get out of here alive. Loudmouth in the corners getting to me. Talking about my earrings and my hair. 
Uh, welcome to the Po' Boys Podcast. Uh, superstar comic. I, I did the math because I've listened to a few shows lately, and if I'm not mistaken, 40 yes, years sir. active as a comedian. I tried to explain to a friend of mine, I said, I'm going to have a long time, and he goes, well, what's he like? And I go, okay, imagine if, like, shitter's full cousin Eddie and Vince Neal decided to tag him Roseanne, and they had a baby. <laughs> Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Great, man. Thanks for thanks for having me on the, on the show. I uh, on my my sh- uh, ship right now. I I got off this morning because they they make you get off to clean the ship, and they say nobody's hiding, and so I am back on the ship right now as I'm talking to you. So were they trying to figure out if you're hiding drugs or people? Both. Both. <laughs> Drug drug sniffing dog, <laughs> people sniffing drug dog. I know that there's kind of two sides to you as far as like what you do with your your performances, and then also what you do with like your characters. They're pretty funny, liberal Larry, and everybody is voicing their opinion. I think it's important to be able to the two like with your um, club stuff and your. You've gotten pissed off at a club. Or my stand up stand up should just be funny. When you come, I don't have the club, half of them mad at you, and I don't have of because I've seen comics do that. I mean piss off a room to make people walk because they're like, uh, Trump just needs to go to prison. And you know, people get up and walk out. I, I don't want to do that. But at the same time, I want, I want to be vocal in my politics, my, on my pages and my characters. Right. And, and so I have actually lost gigs from the MGM. Holy shit. Well, I saw that you had been recently banned on Facebook. And so you're talking about like straight up protest, like people, Fucking with your yeah, livelihood. Yeah, write, writing now. protest letters and making calls and, and saying, you know, I can't believe you're going to have this. Look at look at what he posted. That kind of stuff. <laughs> you're a groundbreaker, earthshaker, man. That's I can't imagine what it's like to have people that pissed off at you, like and especially like strangers, people you've never met before. You know, showing up and yelling and typing and, and saying all kinds of crazy shit. I mean, no press is bad press. I get it, but yeah, it's still got to be rough. I mean, you seem like a nice guy, and and I'm sure that you have your strong stances on certain things. But a lot of the shit that you say, you know, there's got to be a comedic angle to it. That's just how you operate. So I'm sure the people nowadays get real fucking bent out of shape about yeah. you know certain things that you've said or done. So I don't know. Right. Well, don't you in this day and age, and I, this is what I, I find, is that so many people are just looking for something to be offended by. Yeah. They wouldn't even be in real life. They wouldn't even, it wouldn't even bug them. But now they're like, oh, I can't believe you posted that. Well, well bullying don't is, read it. Bullying don't follow my is page. Uh, against the rules now. You shouldn't bully people, and that's pretty out in the open. So nobody's got that punching bag anymore. They don't have the outlet to just say crazy shit to people and risk getting punched in the head. I mean, that was always the... The deal, it's you can say whatever you like, but understand there's consequences from some people, and uh, you might get punched in the head. And so now these people are walking around with no having been punched in the head memories. Exactly. <laughs> and just saying crazy shit, and it's like, I, didn't well, under, I don't understand why you hit me with this fucking, you know, ran me over with his car. It's like, well, it's because you called him a spick, you yeah, stupid I, asshole. <laughs> like, come on. And I don't think, I don't think people, and this is going to sound horrible, and uh, I guess I should preference this, but it doesn't really matter. Um, I don't think people are bullied enough, and and I let me uh, explain that is because when we grew up, you were bullied, you were picked on, you were teased, and it made you a tougher person. It 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 made you figure out how to get through life because life isn't easy. Right. And I think a, a lot of kids now that aren't bullied or teased or don't know how to react when they're told no. That's a big one too. Because that's almost that's almost bullying 
bullying to them when you're like, no, what's not what I I want that. You don't understand. That's not what that's not fair. Right. Well, life's not fair. It doesn't make any sense. You know, and sometimes you feel I'll have the pleasant moment where I'll maybe just try to see from that. Like, oh, it must be nice to think that this the world is sunshine and fucking roses and everything's going to be yeah. good. I haven't lived that life. I come from that other angle, too. So for me, you know, having grown up in the situation I grew up in, when I hear somebody complaining the way they do, I'm just like, you really, you don't have a fucking clue. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you, me and you are made out of very different things, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or yeah. ma'am, whoever it is complaining, oh. I just, you wouldn't make it. <laughs> well, I argue, I argue with people that, that don't make their kids do anything. Like, they have no chores, and they know, like, you know, your kid is 12 years old and he's never cut the grass. What is, what, what do you, what do you mean? You know, and they're like, well, they're only kids for a little while. But the whole point of being a kid is you have to teach the kid to become a responsible adult. Right. So you, you can't just all of a sudden one day tell them, okay, now this is the way it is. Well, it was never like that before. Well, that's the way it is now. So you, you didn't gradually bring them up to where they need to be. Yeah. Well, I think you should naturally have that. You know, in your in your own psyche, there should be something in you that teaches you that you need to be productive. There just should be, yeah. you know. And if you nurture the other half of that, then, you know, it doesn't turn out well. And there's a lot of reasons to be distracted nowadays with the video games and, and, and media, social media platforms. And, you know, you can, you can go on Tinder and be looking for pussy 24 hours a day if you want. Why would you do anything other than that? Why would you do anything? <laughs> just say, what? if you don't have to, you just lay around and look at pussy all day, and that's it. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. Because well, I that's can. What, that, that's another thing I tell people. I go, why do you give your kids cell phones? Because when you give a kid a uh, an iPhone or a smartphone, you just handed them a window to the adult world. Yes. They, they, they can do anything that you can do, and they're not even old enough to know what they're not supposed to do and i get scared so, looking know, on the internet like, why now? are our kids why are our kids sexting each other because you gave them a phone with a camera and the capabilities it used to be all fun and games when the cameras first came out you take a picture of your balls and you put them on your buddy's phone and change the language you know so he would open exactly. it up and go ah you know but now you know these teenage these little kids are, are sending explicit photos and then now they've got these laws which i'm not against them i think it's a good thing but that revenge porn uh laws yeah, have you like heard you, of the, you break up and you put some ex-girlfriend's picture on or something it's a felony in california i'm pretty sure you know what i'm saying like i'm glad that that's a law because that is pretty fucked up to to do yeah. that i hope it works both ways like if you send a picture of your little dick to your girlfriend and she, you know, blasted all over your Facebook page. I would hope that you could be like, ah, <laughs> there's some time. But, but isn't it amazing how many naked people there is in the world? I mean, everybody seems it's to have, a lot of naked. you know, just would you go? Uh, I think when you go to apply for a job, somebody might go, look at this picture I found to you that you posted. Because sure there seems to be like just millions of naked people. It's not like remember the old days you might be four or five porn stars you heard of, and now you just go, Did she, I don't know who this is, but look at this picture. I don't know who this is, but look at this picture. <laughs> and it's all up in there too. Like it's not like old days with Polaroids and shit. Like if you were lucky enough to have a girl or they try to send you some nasty shit, it was yeah. a Polaroid picture. So it's a square the size of a slice yeah. of cheese. <laughs> yeah, with this blurry just. 
hairy, just distorted shit. It's like, what do you think like about even, that? <laughs> like even a gynecologist would look at it and go, I don't know what that is. I think you've got a rash, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it, it is crazy. And I think that that's one thing that I've seen kind of happen right in front of my eyes. It's just the way porno and, and everything has adjusted, dude. It's it's going to get interesting the next few years because we're running out of shit now. You know, I have a lady that I'm thinking about on. She's a phone sex operator. Uh-huh. And when you say phone sex operator, you kind of go, hmm, like that seems kind of outdated, right? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Call 1-800-299 a minute. Right. So here's the deal. She makes a, a good living so far by just being a phone sex. She she has some things where you can get pictures of her in like underwear and stuff like that for a, for a price. But she doesn't, uh-huh. she doesn't do cameras. She doesn't do porno videos. It's just she talks on the phone. And the thing is, she said people call her a lot a lot of married guys call her and i i said why do you think that is and she goes i think it's because you know the porn on your phone has been so popular like it's it's just been so fucking much of it for the last and now you're bored you're bored you're watching a screen and not interacting with somebody so to actually have another voice on the end of the phone to be able to talk to and respond to you and do whatever. She doesn't even do cameras with that shit. She has guys that'll come on camera and be jacking their dicks and stuff and like weird costumes and crazy shit. But you know, she's just talking to people and that's pretty nuts when you think about it. It's like everybody just needs that little bit of psychological interaction or you'll go fucking crazy. (laughs) She's, she's probably standing there drinking a beer, ironing, yeah, well, that's what I said to her. Now, she did say one thing, because I, I said, surely you use, like, a headset or, you know, a Bluetooth headset or something to do that. She goes, no, I use a landline phone. I said, get the fuck out of here. She says, nope, I got an old school phone with a plug. It plugs into the wall. And she said, it gets way better connection. You remember landline phones, Steve? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I remember when I was doing radio, because that's what I, I did for a few years, um, we would tell people, you know, call us back on your landline because we'd have people call for interviews on their cell phone it just maybe like call back on the landline and now you know you think oh landline who's even got that anymore i saw a phone the other day like a cordless in the in the little cradle thing and it looked like uh-huh. an antique just in a box in my shed i was like oh fuck look at this go to antique well, roadshow I, I was watching <laughs> i was watching friends the other night and uh they they had the exact same phone with the antenna pulled out the antenna to make a call right and i'm like i had that phone god that seems like just yesterday i thought it was the coolest when i went and picked it up did you ever have a satchel phone steve i did not oh man i i I waited my my first phone was uh the uh the phone right before the star tech i don't know if you remember those they look like the star trek phone okay so uh was it the black one like the little black with the battery on the front the little yes Okay, yeah. not bad. Those things got kind of silly. I mean, the the razor phone started changing. You know, we get a little deeper into that. I didn't get a phone until I was like eighteen years old. It's nuts to think about it. Reception well, that's what I, I do a thing in my act. I go, I hate seeing kids with phones. I didn't get an iPhone till I was forty five, and I paid for it myself. <laughs> you know? I was listening to your show with your wife uh, the other day. And you were talking about just a few, you know, back in the day kind of things. You were talking about a TV, you know, back in the day when you'd have to get up and actually turn the fucking knob. And I yeah. said, and sometimes yeah. the knob wasn't there and you had to get a pair of vice grips. I had those vice grips. 
<laughs> I saw a meme the other day that said if you, it showed a box of aluminum foil and a television, and it said, if you don't know how these two things are connected, I can't be your friend. Because there's kids nowadays that don't get wrapping foil around a fucking antenna and standing there with one leg off the ground and pointing to yeah. the ceiling and going, hold on, stay right there. Oh, yeah. Either that or taking the antenna and adding a, a coat hanger to it. It's not bad. You could actually t- tape a coat hanger to the antenna to give it more range. <laughs> Prison inmates. You ever had your ass beat with one of those like a motherfucker? <laughs> I don't think mine came off. It was off of a little TV, like a portable one that kind of took like uh-huh. 18 D cell batteries in the back. Yeah. Pretty sure I got my ass beat with one of those because it unscrewed. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma had to give me a dose. It's nuts, man. And kids are so different nowadays with, you know, you, you. Okay. I don't think you should beat children. I don't, I'm not saying you shouldn't correct children. You shouldn't spank in some situations, but a good beating sometimes in public looks kind of rough nowadays. And I've had a really bumpy childhood, so that's why it, it it strikes me a different way, no pun intended. Yeah. To see somebody losing their shit at, like, Walmart. I saw one the other day. This little kid was in a basket, and he was just making noise, basically. I got a little two-year-old. I get what they do. And this is Grandma. And Grandma was just kind of snapping at him. You better sit still. Uh-huh. And sit, you know, Get it together. You know, shit like that. And I'm standing there going, oh, man. I'm going to have to punch this old lady in the face if she starts going ham on this kid. It's tough. Nobody really we knows were, what to fucking do, man. <laughs> well, when when my kid was, was little, I I was pretty strict. And uh, we were in line one day at, a, at a, like, I think it was Walmart, of course, something like that. But uh, this kid told his mom, I, she, I said, I want some goddamn gum. <laughs> and my... And my son was probably about five, four or five at the time. Goes, um, 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 um. And I go, I know. Let's. I go, let's watch. Because we both thought this kid's about to get the shit kicked out. Yeah, that's a shoe slap. (laughs) That's real quick. Yeah, yeah. And the and the woman turns to the kid and goes, "Watch your fucking mouth. You're not getting anything." And, And we. And I thought, yep, that's where the kid got it from. Right, right there. It's funny to me because I know that I have a particularly foul mouth and I try to curb it a little around the kid because he is like a parrot. He's right there at that stage. The yeah. other day I, I dropped something and I said, fuck, and he said it right behind me. And I was like, oh, man. Yeah. Well, I, even though I cuss on stage, I, I didn't do it at home. I, I really tried not to. Yeah. And, and one day we were, my son was, he was already one, maybe 22. We were talking one day about uh me not uh, and i said i think i said uh fuck in front of you one time he goes nope twice and i go when he goes when you wrecked the car and i go oh yeah i forgot about that it's a good one but he (laughs) he, even he remembered me only saying it twice so i wonder if there's an upside to that like is it because he actually remembered both times so maybe it made an impression so the way if you'd yeah. ever cussed at him when he really messed up when he was a kid or so, you'd be like, you motherfucker! Yeah. <laughs> he'd be like, yeah. oh, God. My dad is super pissed. <laughs> He's super pissed. I don't know. Like, these kids nowadays, they're definitely growing up different. You covered another topic in your show where they were talking about, like, kids not even wanting to touch meat. Like, packaged yes. meat from the grocery store. They were figuring out a way to be able to just dump it straight from the package into the pan and not have it. Yeah, to the touch packaging it. is going to be designed where it slides out and you don't have to touch it at all. That's so weird. Just, hey, look, 
it's nasty. I get it. You could get the E. coli or salmonella, whatever the fuck. Check it yeah. out. When you touch the chicken, then you turn, I don't know, 45 degrees to your right or left and wash your fucking hands. Wash your hands! With some soap. I mean, I, it's it's a crazy concept, but this shit is getting a little silly. Where it's like, ugh, I don't even want to touch it. But wash, that's why kids, but that's why kids are sick, too, now, is because have germs. That, that you know, that's been a proven fact. It's like a lot of kids have asthma and stuff because they don't have an immune system to things. Shit. You know, they, like, we, yeah, we'd get out there and eat dirt or somebody dare you to eat a grasshopper or, you know. No, I'm totally it, with it. I just missed a point the other day. I, I said... You know, you I pick shit up off the floor and eat it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, oh, me too. I still I still do it. I I will say it right here on your show. If I dropped a taco uh, on the floor right now, I would pick it up, blow blow on it, and eat it. George Carlin made the point in an old stand-up special where he was like, "You're all fucking weak," and I'm here to tell you, I am drop forged in fucking trailer park DNA. I am healthy as an ox. I don't get fucking headaches. I don't get, you know, sinus infections or colds or coughs or anything. Now, uh-huh. I'm very dependable when it comes to work, but it makes it a pain in the ass to try to call in sick because they're like, no, you're not. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know me too well. Yeah, man, yeah. you got to get it in there. You got to get a little sick. And I think that's what happens with like daycares and shit. That's what that's for nowadays because them little kids that go to daycare are nasty as shit. Little kids right. are general, generally pretty gross. But daycare, man, they be spreading all kinds of Ebola's and fucking. <laughs> it's... Well, they're pe- they're petri dishes. Those kids in daycare, they they just sit in there and fester in germs, and they share it with each. Like, okay, you take this one home for a while. Oh, just snotty little kids, man, and yeah, lice. just yeah, just mucus terrace. <laughs> I saw a little kid uh, over this past winter. He had the snot cowlick from where he was just taking his hand and running it up his forehead into his front oh, of his yeah, hair. Yeah. And so he had like the Jimmy Neutron front fucking the hair fold. <laughs> it's so gross. Oh, yeah, shit. My, I, there was a kid one time. You ever seen the snot bubble that won't pop? Just when they you, get blow up real big they in breathe, your nose? Like they breathe and the bubble will go in and out of their nose. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually one time just reached over and hit a kid's bubble. I couldn't take it anymore. I just... Just popped a bubble, <laughs> wiped it on my own pants. But I'm like, I can't sit here and out the corner of my eye watch that bubble go in and out of your face. Please, please stop. Put it away. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so you've you've been in the game for a long time, and you've come across a few different people that I, I want to tell you. You're one of my first introductions to Southern comedy per se. I mean, you were. Past Jeff Foxworthy and Billy Ingvall, you were the next yeah. guy. I, I found you on like a, a Laugh Out Loud comedy DVD set that I bought in the early 2000s. I didn't even have a DVD player. So I just came across it at Best Buy. I had money, $20 burning a hole in my pocket. <laughs> and I came home and I got to see, and I think this is really what hooked me. Because up until then, I'd only seen a few stand-up acts. I'd seen Richard Pryor a couple like live on Sunset Strip. Uh-huh. I had seen great, great special. Right. And and a couple others. This other guy named Mike Warnke. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but he's like an yeah, old I know who he is. I don't know him, but I know who he is. Oh, you're probably one of only people I brought his name up and they actually know who he is. I tried to get him on the show. Like I, I spoke to his wife and almost got him to do an interview and then it kind of fell through. So I think that kind of fell apart. But why did, why wouldn't would does he wouldn't 
why wouldn't he want to be on the show is my question well he's very old now he's in his 70s and uh-huh. you know there was that whole thing in the 90s with him when they found out that he really wasn't like a satanist and all this shit because he was a church. oh yeah he was involved with the church so there's this whole big scandal surrounding him about how he lied about all this stuff and he basically invented the Satan craze of the 90s, Steve. I don't know if you yeah. remember that, but he was responsible for like a few books pertaining to the occult where he yeah. claimed that they had like sacrificed children and he was a part of this fucking thing and it was all bullshit apparent allegedly, I don't know. Yeah. But I was a stand-up special as a kid and it really got me through some times, you know, and that was when I started to love stand-up. So, you know, I tried to contact them and talk to his wife. Either way, it's it may happen someday, but it kind of kind of fell apart because I think they're just kind of trying to live their life now. They're much older, and, uh, you know. They're just, just sort of done. They'd like to be out of the limelight. The fact of the matter is, and it wasn't until I spoke to her that, that she made this point. She goes, you know, he got famous in, you know, years. It's been almost 40 years since that happened, you know, since the right. whole thing. She said so you know, it's to a point now where people will still, because of the internet, will come up and be so shitty to him. And she's like, he's repent, he's paid back and then some. If he damaged anything, he's apologized for what he's done. You know what I'm saying? It's like, cut the guy some fucking slack. I mean, it's it's yeah. a mixture of church and comedy. And he was good at writing jokes. And that's the thing is, his joke writing was cool. It was all the other crazy shit that he was doing that didn't lend itself to his credibility later in life. You know? Right. It sucks. Right. I think a lot of uh, lot of years go through periods and cycles, or like how artists, or, you know, they'll say like, "Well, that was Picasso's blue period." Right. I think comics are like that too. That you go through a, you know, a time. Maybe you're going through a divorce, or maybe you're uh, drinking more than you should be. So your material was probably raw or rougher. And then you go, "Ah, that's all behind me." But like you said, no, it's not because look it up now. His. Um I think it's because he was involved with the church. I think you don't cross you don't cross the streams when it comes to church and and especially making money because if you're starting to take money from that church, you better have a goddamn good reason for it. Yeah. Uh, because they don't like it when you take their money, number one, and then they can turn everybody on you in the drop of a hat and go, "There he is, get him, the guy that's taking money from the church." And then Well, let me tell let me tell you how impressed I am with you using a you don't want to cross streams reference. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, don't ever cross the streams. Don't ever cross don't blow the my streams. Face off. No. What happens if you cross the streams? Uh, it's a big word. <laughs> I can't remember what he says. <laughs> We're all fucked. I watched Caddyshack for the first time a couple months ago, Steve. Like, I've, I've been involved with a lot of like older movies, but that's the one that always slipped me, and it held up so well. I fucking oh, yeah. loved it, man, with, with Chevy Chase. The ball washing machine? It's so funny. Like, just from the, the different hits there. Um, I found out finally that the one guy is Bill Murray's brother. I felt like an idiot. You ever figure things out on your own instead of oh, Googling yeah. it? You yeah. just kind of piece some shit together one day and you're like, oh, that guy looks j- son of a bitch. Like I had that that's moment. Br- that's Brian Dolmore. It's his brother. He looks just like him. Son of a bitch. So, yeah, um, a lot of those older movies are starting to, to – some of them are fading away. They keep redoing them, and I'm not too happy about that. Like, just leave them alone, man. It, I'm done. Make some new shit. Figure it yeah, out. Would you, yeah, that's what I, with the remakes, you know, I'm like, wasn't the first one good, wasn't it? Uh, and, and doesn't everybody have a script? You know, there's somebody trying to sell something. Why don't you read just one new script? 
You could try. And even one of the most popular movies now with that Ready Player One, it's just a mashup of all the shit from the 80s and 90s that everybody wanted. It's just, they can't even help themselves anymore. I, I, I didn't see that. I heard about it, but that's some of the previews I saw. Like they did actually you see old Spielberg movies. Yeah, have you heard any of the press behind like what, what the story's about at all? Because I only know what I've seen in the trailer and what I've heard. It's, it's interesting. It's supposed to be like you want to escape reality and go into the like a, the, like the Matrix, right? You go yes. into the video game to actually live. In real life, it's like post-apocalyptic fucking Mad Max Thunderdome. We all live yeah. in shambles and shit, but if you can afford a little headset, when you get home, you plug in, and then you're in like Sims World, the Matrix, and... and you know, Bigfoot is there, and Godzilla, and Mario Brothers, and and Donkey Kong, and fucking the Terminator, and it's just everybody's there, and you just hang out, and it's some story that unfolds in that land. So, I, maybe that's what we're all going towards. We're all so selfish anymore these days. We only care about our what we want to enjoy. You know, we can't just let it be. So you're gonna just go for your own fucking shit now. You're gonna plug yeah, in. Yeah, I I don't know where you stand on the. Uh... The, the Marvel movies and the superhero movies, but I'm 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 done with those. I've seen one since the first uh, Avengers movie. I fell asleep during it, and I've watched them all come out since. And people are like, "Oh man, uh, Captain America, Civil War, and Thor, Ragnarok," and I'm like, "Okay." Yeah, and they're gonna bring back the character, <laughs> and that explains what happened in this one. And this one was a setup for this next movie, and I'm like. I don't care. I'm an adult. <laughs> I I would like to see I would like to see an adult movie. I was listening to another podcast and it's I'm gonna give them a shout out. It's called uh, Who Are These Podcasts? They listen to other people's shows and they're one of the most uh, one star review people. Listen, it's the guy roast people for doing bad jobs at podcasts. He does big shows. He does, uh-huh. you know, it sucks because as a person who also listens and produces, I get it. Like there are certain things that don't sound good on radio. And why are you talking about this? Cause it's not relevant and nobody fucking knows who you are. So I don't care that you went to Walgreens with Vicky last Tuesday, you stupid <laughs> asshole. So it's, it's funny. And, uh, no, he, he said, Oh shit! I'm trying to remember what he said. It was uh, God damn it! See there, the guy he throws me off my game now. I'm fucking. I had a, a plan right there. Oh, it was nerds. That's what it was. We were talking about everybody talking about the movies. Yeah. And he said he didn't understand this new nerd culture. He said because back in our day, nerd kids were were guys that had interest in like comics and board games and shit like that, but they also were really fucking smart. And he right. said, there's something nowadays with these new nerds, and they like, they enjoy wrestling, and, and I don't got nothing against wrestling, but he books and shit like this. He said, you enjoy stuff that's for kids, and you're fucking lazy, and you're dumb, and you live with your parents. So that's ridiculous. You're, yeah, you you're should 40 be, years old, and, you, and you're worried about Thor. It's it's crazy how wound up people get just walking around like, oh my god, they fucking killed the Hulk. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, okay. but don't you think that goes back to we're not teaching kids how to be responsible adults? Like at some point, it's almost like there should be go back to the old days where uh, with the, uh, the American Indians, where you have to have the ritual where they have a bone through your chest muscle and pull you up off the ground. You know what I mean? It'd be pretty crazy. <laughs> like, the, like I, I, I just not long ago was was like you, 
when when drinking was legal when I was younger, I remember putting on a suit. I put on a suit the day I was legal to go drink. I wanted to go to the bar and have a cocktail yeah. like an adult. I wanted to be like Barton and those guys because that's what I, you know, you went to an adult bar. And I remember looking around at a, and thinking, look at these guys in shorts and backwards baseball caps. They could be 15 or 45. It's you know what I mean. I remember, and I quit. It's funny because I drank enough before I was old enough to drink. That once I turned old enough to drink, I was like, uh-huh. "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> I kind of backed off of it. It wasn't as much fun to go not use a fake ID anymore. I just felt old. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's weird, man. There's cultures, and everybody's into their own things. But there definitely is a new breed of kids out here that that are. I don't know what's gonna happen. I, I really. You know, I've I've got a kid now myself, and I think that one difference of, of opinion that I've heard is, if you had a shitty childhood, you want to give your kids everything that you never had. That's a very a cliche line that you would say about your kids. I think you it's should. It's true, though. It is true, but I think if you you have to really look at that statement, what you really want is you want to teach your kids all the shit that nobody ever taught you. It doesn't right. necessarily mean stuff. It means you need to learn some lessons, and sometimes they're the hard way. Sometimes yeah. you've got to fucking be stuck on the side of the road and change your own fucking tire. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes. Or you, take kid, or you take your kid fishing, and you go, nope, take the, your own damn catfish off the line. Yeah. He's gonna stick. He's gonna stick me. I know. And then you will figure out how to, so it doesn't stick you next time. You better get good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you're still doing the thing with your kid. You know, you're still there. You're still get, creating a memory. You're, you know, but yeah. you don't baby. You don't baby them constantly. I think it's it's just a difference of wording. It's you want to give them all the things that you never had in that like an affection and guidance and and you know information and there's a lot more that comes than just buying material things. And I think there's a lot of material things that get given to children that spoil them a little. And then they just be, they're shitheads and you can't, like you said, you can't just go knee jerk on them. It doesn't work. You can beat the shit out of a kid, you know, for something that you don't like, but unless you explain it or you do it the right way, you're just beating the shit out of a kid. They're not going to get it. Well, I'll give you, here's my, here's a, a spanking lesson that I did with my, my kid. He was he was probably at this point six six years old, and we had driven a, a friend to the airport. And I said, you know, tell him bye. And my son goes, mm, like, no, I'm not going. Mm, I'm not going to. And I go, tell him bye, or you're going to get a spanking when you get home. Mm. And he, so he didn't do it. I go, okay, so you're getting a spanking when you get home. We get back to the house, and we're in the. Ba- I take him to the bathroom, and I go, do you know why you're about to get? A spanking and he goes no and I go okay do you know why you're about to get two spankings <laughs> and he goes he goes because I didn't tell you why the first time I go exactly so he got two spankings That's but right. he knew it, he you know he was smart enough to know he messed up his own game yeah well even then you took time to explain I know here I am trying to rationalize spankings I'm I'm weird about it man um, I have another comic I listen to who's also a father, and he is very big on peaceful parenting. But here's the thing. you know, I know with his background and with mine, there's a lot of physical violence in there. There's a yeah. lot of abuse. And so for me personally, I can't do it. 
you know, my wife, I'll let her do it, you know, because she's she's a little more grounded when it comes to that. It's just violence for me, and I'm not trying to sound like a hard ass or any kind. Of, I've been, I've been through a lot of shit. When you have had to live in that environment, you you experience it differently. You get a different thrill from it. And it doesn't make it good or bad. It's just it has to come from the right place if you're trying to teach them a lesson. Yeah. You know, I got spanked and hit a lot, like, through clenched teeth while talking, being talked to. You know, you still goddamn that kind of shit, you know, and it's that makes it a totally different thing. Yeah, that's a scary, that's a scary kind of thing. Not compared yeah. to just go to your room. I'll be there in just a minute because you're about to get a spanking. I got a, a spank from a teacher, man. I'm young enough, and I went to the, the right part of Arkansas where for, yeah, two years of my uh, high school, 8th and ninth grade, I went to a school that, that was down with corporal punishment. Yep, me too. They were all fucking coaches. Like There was like 19 coaches and then a couple teachers that were kind of sprinkled in, some ladies. But for the most part, they were all coaches, and they would all bust your ass if you fucking stepped out of line. They would give you an option. You want detention, or would you like a lick? You yeah. know, and, and you would get the option. And it's crazy because there was a rule structure to it. You you know, there were you get three licks, no more than twice a day, from yeah. any, and not more than once per session with a teacher. But you'd be sitting in class, you know, teachers talking about some shit, and then all of a sudden you hear... You look over your thing, and there's a teacher standing in that little window, and he fucking uh -huh. gives him the hey, come here finger, and everybody gets real fucking quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the door closes, and then you hear that, <laughs> and the door comes back in, and everybody's like, "All right, cool." <laughs> that, that cool, that cool, motherfucker, that's cool. <laughs> I got lit up once, man, and uh, I don't know. It there were a lot of really uh, hormone driven. Uh, adolescent males in that school that I think were kept in line <laughs> with the, the threat of their football, baseball, basketball coaches literally yep. hauling off and whooping that ass. Our, our coach, we always got to uh, got spankings by the coach and the coach had a paddle with holes drilled in it for <laughs> wind resistance. You know, and uh, we would get spankings for every letter of the cuss word we got caught. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. And so they, That's you know, real... you go, did you say fuck? Okay, get over here. You know. You're, you're so, encouraging me it... to use four-letter words. Yeah. Motherfucker was a painful, painful <laughs> lesson. If you said motherfucker, you better really mean it. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it's crazy because there was the same thing as with certain teachers. Like there was a, a study hall teacher. It was a lady. She was a very petite, nice lady, but if you fucking made her mad, she would go get one of the coaches to whip your ass. So you knew better than to act up in her class. There was one mm -hmm. lady who later turned out to be uh, the wife and also a professional arm wrestler. And so, like, she would whip ass in the classroom, which was kind of crazy because it was like varsity blues. She was a really hot lady that fucking was an English teacher in, like, eighth grade. It was strange. Yeah. Uh, did, you, did you have a teacher uh, that that you had a, a crush on because you know every, all these teachers today seem to be sleeping with all the kids it's pretty crazy i don't know where they right? were when where, where were they when i was in school i fucking but, i don't know but did you have did you have a teacher that you were like oh i just wish she would yeah what was his name wah, wah. <laughs> no, uh, we had a couple man we were just old bitches man it just you know i don't think any of them were under 45 
and I'm not saying that you can't be a nice person at 45. It's just they were they were just old, grouchy fucking ladies that I had mm-hmm. throughout. And even when I got later into uh, like high school and junior, where you would have multiple teachers, seven, eight different yeah. teachers, kind of the same thing. Either like apparently gay, you know, dudes in sweaters, right. or the fucking head coach slash history teacher. Or this some crotchety old lady that smoked a bunch of cigarettes and had been yeah. teaching for like forty years and didn't really give a shit anymore. And would just a teacher like, that whatever. never got out of the desk. Right. The one that would be she'd be so big she wouldn't even ever leave the desk. Come up here and write on the board for me. You know. They were invented. That's how they came up with rolly chairs. I'm sure it was because teachers <laughs> needed to get from one place to the other, and they were like. I can't do this shit anymore, bro. I need a, a chair where I can lean forward and let my belly hang over my dick. Over well, we had, we had a teacher that was so so big, she used to lift her tits and put them on the desk. I remember that as a kid. You ever seen people whose boobs are so big, they're just like part of the... I have. You know, she just picked them up and put them on the desk. She's just... I gotta get comfortable. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, I got a little off topic. I was going to say, over the time that you've been around, I'm sure you've crossed paths with a bunch of people. And I had a, a couple notes here, just a, two people in particular I wanted to ask you about. Okay. Just, um, Dolly Parton. Yes. What's Dolly Parton like in real life, Steve? Is she, she, is she is, glorious? She, is she, just, she is glorious. Yeah. She is, um, she, if, if cotton candy was in human form, she's that <laughs> delightful. I love it, man. Like, I've had her like kind of on the outskirt for a long time i'm not a huge dolly fan but i definitely have to kiss the ring when it comes to jolene and shit like that like she's a bitch she's oh the yeah original the original triple g tits like you you better show some respect and she's still like 85 years old and hold that oh, together yeah. man so i'm, I'm not mad at when her. i when i when i worked with her for a year i toured with her as her opening act and uh one time, a guy sitting in the front row, and he had binoculars in the front row. <laughs> and Dolly goes, "What's the matter? You can't see these from there." You know, she's how big her boobs were. She's like, "You can't see them from there." It's like having three heads, asshole. <laughs> Gosh, she had some big old titties. I'm sorry to, to have to put it like that, but that was the original. Like when you saw her in her in her button-up shirt with that shit unbuttoned halfway down and just cleavage. Like, Jesus. Yeah, like titty the button, fucking Christ. The buttons were like screaming, <laughs> holding on. Just... <laughs> oh, man. Bless her heart. Yeah, but she she's super, super, super nice. Uh, she was always nice to the fans. Like, if we, if we were in an airport or something, she would let, she would sign autographs and she would say, just keep walking with me. I'll sign autographs as long as you walk with me. Like, you know, she didn't want to stop and be surrounded and get, but, you know, she would walk and sign autographs and be nice to people. And I, I always thought that's the kind of person I want to be if I ever make it famous. Because your fans are who, who make you famous. Right. You know, it's, it's not, you can be, you can be the most talented bastard in the world and sit in your room and create stuff on your MP3 computer but if nobody buys it or worships your work, it's not you're worth nobody. the shit. Yeah, uh, that's the real. It's art. That's the thing about art. It's you got to find somebody to buy it. And I think, yeah. I think that um, oh, what's the word? Uh, like honesty. You know, no, stay in your lane. Tell me about shit you know about, and I think that that you'll be able to to. 
because yeah. I think people as a whole can sniff out fake. Except when it comes to like pop music and shit like that, you know, there's a lot of people that get into to some music and they're like, oh yeah, this fucking person is like that person is literally been pieced together like the fucking billion dollar man. <laughs> and yeah. you know by a but, bunch of people. But in this bu- in this business, you have to somebody has to make you a star. Right. You it doesn't matter how talented you are. I mean, it, it's getting easier in this day and age because of YouTube people can find you and discover you right but back in the 80s and 90s you had to have somebody go I'm going to put money behind you and I'm going to make you a star that I will get you on such and such TV show or I will get you on this tour right and, and get uh, you on Letterman or get you you know on some kind yeah, of thing yeah you have to have power it has to be power behind you and, and I'll have people all the time, like just last night I did, a, I did a show and got a standing ovation here on the ship, and I had people come up and go, you are seriously the funniest person I've ever seen live. He goes, he goes I've seen Richard Pryor live, and I didn't laugh as hard. I'm not trying to toot my horn. This is no. The point of this is, the point of this is, he goes, why haven't I ever heard of you? And I go, uh, I just didn't have the hand of God tap me and tell me it was my turn. Yeah. And I think it's, I hope that now with being able to find more stuff that that does happen. Because, I mean, to tell you, man, the first couple times I saw that that setup, you know, you probably remember it, it's your fucking bit. But, like, you were talking about, (laughs) you said, you know, when you get married, it's somebody, you're talking about the difference between having sex and pig sex. Pig sex, yeah. Pig sex. Yeah, and, making uh, love and pig sex. You said that somebody making love is when you've got somebody you want to hold and cherish and be with and do what they want yeah. to do, and then you burp. <laughs> burp. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 then, and then there's pig and then sex. There's... <laughs> Who's your farmer? Uh, we're going to break some furniture. You're looking damn good in that Garfield T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It may laugh so fucking hard, man, and it's always been in there. So it, it's cool, you know, to see that you've managed around, you know. Uh, I don't think uh, as many people are as lucky, and there's a lot of people that just never, they never get to see that spotlight. It brings me to another person who's, he's gotten really famous in the years, and uh, apparently always has been just like a crazy motherfucker, and uh, that's Joey Diaz. Oh, yeah. Joey, um, I've known Joey for a long, long time. Uh, Joey was in Denver before he he moved to LA and, and became what he is now. Which you know, it's it's only recently he's become even. That's what, what I'm he is saying. Now. It's it's crazy to see, and I think it's been with a combination of the hard work he's put in, and then like Rogan and that whole. I'm a guy, so all those yeah. guys I follow pretty closely: Burt Kreischer, Tom Segura, Callan, Ari Shafir, Joe Rogan, all. I like them. I think they're good guys. I honestly, I like genuine people, and I think a lot of them are just up front, especially Joey. Like, he fucking kidnapped some guy <laughs> and a drug addict. He, you know, he had some issues with his parents. I mean, Joey is the real deal. He's America. Put a stamp yeah. on him. I've experienced and, and a lot of things. He, and the way he does his whole cast of like, hey, you motherfuckers, you let's fucking go sling some cocksuckers. <laughs> oh, shit. Let's, uh, you know, and I even his him. tweets are like, oh, shit, it's Monday. Show them how big your dick is. Make the world your bitch. You know, you're like, they wouldn't have been even acceptable. But now it's social media and you like, this guy stands out. Right. 
it, it's amazing to me, and I'm glad that it gets to showcase people. And I think it's because of people like that that have dropped that anchor so hard that they're finding these other people, a lot like you, man. People that have literally been killing, like Stanhope was famous among comics, you know, but yeah. Stanhope didn't get famous famous until about 10 years ago. Let's be honest, he was a road dog of a comic. Right. But and play and play where he was actually couldn't play certain clubs because he pulled his dick out too often. Really? So do you want that so, moniker next to your name in the asterisk? It says Steve, <laughs> Steve Mudflat McGrusk, and you look at the bottom of the paper in parentheses. It says he pulls his dick out a lot, like not a lot, a lot more often. Dude, more often, you don't see a lot of dick, just the little bit that he has. Um, but yeah, but he, so, you know, so Stanhope got where he was working. And, and selling out just bars. He would book a shark and sell it out. And that's how he became, you know, getting his, his army, his fans were dedicated. Right. It wasn't about working clubs. It was just getting dedicated fans. I think that was his, somebody, Rogan will mention it about having a true fan basis. Like you only need 2,000 true fans and you can have, you can be a comic basically. It, you need 2,000 people to spend this much money on you a year. And then you can, yeah. you can do it. And uh, it's kind of funny to hear that because these are people who have done it a long fucking time. And now we live in an age where everybody wants to become famous real fast. Yeah. I spoke about that on, a last, on the last episode with Dave. It's, you know, um, I think at a certain point you have to build your fan basis before you really start getting into crazy like Patreon support and stuff like, you know, I understand you want to get some money, but lightning's not going to strike very often. You look like a dickhead. At 12 episodes of a show, I don't even know if you're going to be here next week, man. <laughs> and right. you want me to give you money? Like, no, I don't give money to fucking bums either. It's like, sorry. It's it's weird to me, and everybody thinks that they're going to gonna do that now. And I, hey, man, good luck. Get out there and try, just like me, yeah. just like you and anybody else. You, you got to do it because you get Well, you know what? You were talking about how, how people making it or doing it. Uh, I put out, you know, a year or so ago called Friend and, Friends and Safe Spaces. I had heard and, about it. I actually haven't heard the song. Is, is it oh, you on haven't the, heard it? Is it on the internet? Yeah, now, yeah it's, on, like. it's on the internet. It, it went viral. It uh, Fox News was using it as bumper music and country stations were playing it. And uh, it 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 was uh, basically, you know, slamming it. Blame it all on my roots. I never wore boots. It was a parody of, uh, you know. I feel very bitter. I get my news off of Twitter. It's that kind of it's that song, <laughs> and uh, uh, people were like, "Oh, this is really going to hurt your career." You know, they're going to do this, going to lose. So that's when I double, I doubled down, and I, I even became more hardcore conservative. And I created Tucker the Trucker. That was before Larry. You know, I did that character, and I people were like, "Oh, you're just going to lose. You're going to lose fans." Here's the deal: I probably lost fifty followers on facebook and gained twenty six thousand. right so now, do you, that's so either be, because you know that many people that have a sense of humor now or that many people that are on your side <laughs> it's right the other. right so people were trying to hold you down by saying no i wouldn't do that i wouldn't i wouldn't and you realize you know i really need to do me i need right. to say me i need to and i realized i need both sides and that's when i created larry so I wanted to absolutely like Larry is super, super liberal. And then Tucker is not even conservative. He's full blown asshole redneck. Oh, man. So See, that's why I thought if you give them both sides, nobody can say, you know, well, you're, 
being an asshole. No, I'm a comic, and I'm giving you both sides. I'm giving you my observation, motherfucker. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. I, I think it'd be funny. So when is it going to be like a song of them going back and forth at each other, Steve? Surely that's got to be in the making or a video. You know, they you can know, have that, a rap battle. That, <laughs> has been, that has been requested several times that they want me to do a debate. Uh, like somebody wrote the other day because I did I did both videos versions of the Girl Scouts, I mean the Boy Scouts. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a brand new little thing going on, huh? <laughs> yeah, and, and somebody, I've had several people write me and go, I think Tucker and, and Larry should have a debate over the, the Scouts. And go, well, you know, I, w- I would like to do that, but I don't know technically how to do it. I guess I could film two separate segments and try to edit them together or, you know, just film two different videos and let them look at each other, you know? Well, I mean, you could do it with, like, uh, you know, you just plan both sides and then say it out. It would be kind of funny to see because you would just had like, two yourself twice on a video talking. Uh-huh. I think a music video thing would be funny if you could figure out a way to, to make it music versus music, maybe even change it. Like, you know, if Tucker's going to have really redneck kind of country music sound and shit and then make Liberal Larry some kind of pop music or some shit like that, like, that'd be funny. <laughs> you know, it's fun to see people be creative you know and i think if people are talking about you it really doesn't fucking matter what they think as long as they're talking that's exactly i'm I'm (laughs) totally with you right now that's one of the things uh larry larry put out a video two days ago that i had several people write me and go you should take that down that's kind of offensive and then i thought well if you're if it moves you enough to write me it's probably good and uh it's it's already it's hit it just hit ten thousand, almost eleven thousand views in in two days. Damn. Yeah, and pretty... and so you know it's stuff like that. I want to put out stuff that people go, oh my god, have you seen this? Right. Because you want people to do that. I uh, I think it's an interesting time we're living in now, just to see how quickly things can come and go and catch on, and you know we move on. It's just it's really weird. You know, people have so much these days to where we're just kind of numb to everything, and we're all in our own fucking world until something comes up that talks about our art, our autistic, half black, bisexual, transgender, fucking nephews, baby mom. You know, it's just somewhere in, yeah. in the seven layers of your life, you knew somebody who only had was a one-legged gynecologist in fucking Guatemala who was being oppressed by some Libyans, and it's just like. Fuck man. And I can't I can't believe you'd bring that up. I can't believe you'd bring up one legged gynecologist that were down in Bolivia. That is ridiculous. It's so nuts. And I just sit back and watch it, Steve. I, <laughs> I just watch well, the Well, you fireworks. know, I, I call it the Jerusalem of, of America. Because in in the old days if if you watched Phil Donahue, remember the daytime talk show? Phil Phil would have guests on that would be like, This is the author who just wrote the book called the you know, the the, the new planets of such and such and they would discuss and people would sit and somebody in the audience would stand up and, and you know say something and even I'd be like oh I never thought of that and then it became Jerry Springer you don't know me you don't know me <laughs> you know it was like show. all of a sudden and then it was a how how if you saw two lesbian nuns then that didn't bug you anymore then you had to be bigger and weirder than that then you had to be two uh, transsexual uh nuns Dominatrix. who are trying to get married and <laughs> right. now you can be bigger than that you see what i'm saying and i think we we're to the point now like you said a one-legged gynecologist in guatemala that was 
nothing nothing surprises me. Yeah, nothing surprises me. So we're overexposed. I mean, it's a good thing because you know about crazy shit happening. I get that, but if you saturate yourself with it, man, it'll drive you a little nuts. I think. Something about well, we used to we used to play when the when the internet sound put me sounding old, but when the uh, the internet kicking in and all there was all the search engines, yeah, all the dip, all the different ones. We used to play a game called Stump the Search Engine because you would just write in something like a, a donkey in a swimming pool. Oh my God! There is a picture. It's not bad. And nowadays, you could you couldn't stump an internet if you wanted to. No, that is kind of funny to think about. It. Like back in the day, you could be like a dog taking a shit uh, on a balcony of uh, a cruise ship. Yeah. <laughs> and then and it's like, oops, there, that never happened ever. And you're like, well, bing, <laughs> ask Jesus. Yeah, yeah. But now you can type in in anything, and you'll go, oh my God, there's four pages of that now. Shit, now being a comic, you know, you probably have to do that with jokes. Just type them in and make sure that nobody else has, has said that shit out loud. I just had one it, earlier that pissed me off, man. <laughs> did you do that? Because I, I actually have done that. When I when I get an idea, I'll write something down, and I'll think, that, that just came to me. So did it come to me because I thought of it, or did it seep in somewhere? Right. And so I'll, I'll, I'll Google, <laughs> and if nothing pops up, I go, okay, I'm doing this tonight. Do you ever have one that hits you, Steve, and it's like, oh, that's perfect, and then you type it in, and it's obviously a joke that everybody's thought of before? I had one recently. But, but you know, like, here's here's probably what happened, or, or does happen, is because in the old days, you thought of it as a comic, you got on stage, and you said it, and other people would go, yeah, I thought of that. That's why that's pretty funny. Right. Nowadays, that your other people have access to say they thought of it at the exact same time. Right. Why do people do drive on parkways and park on driveways? Huh? <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. It, I think it, you have to do your due diligence nowadays so you don't get called a fucking thief because that's definitely something you don't want. That's one of them asterisks. Pulling your dick out is probably the number one. You don't want asterisks next to your name. Uh, yeah. Stealing material is probably number two. <laughs> well, the one of the things that's happening now, and I, I've complained about it, is having... Uh, my material turned into memes. Other people have taken like something I'll post on Twitter or a joke from an album. I even called somebody out the other day because it was a joke from my album that right. I did in '99, and I said that was on an album and my album in '99. And they wrote a direct message. Oh, I didn't know. Sorry. <laughs> it, because people just they hear something and they think, oh, that'd be a funny meme. Right. I'll just type it on, you know. I had so my joke was I was in an accident when I was a kid. I got my middle finger shot off. Is if I'm having a day where I'm not really feeling proud of my dick, I can just hold it with my right hand and it, I gain an inch. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> that's always been a funny thing. That's a true story. It's you know if you hold it with one less finger, it fucking it makes it about an inch it looks longer. Bigger. And I said that to somebody today on a show, and then they go, oh, that's just like Deadpool said that in like a commercial or something. And I go, what? And he said, I guess in one of the movies, he got his finger like fucked up or his hand chopped off or something. And he was like, well, I guess I could just jack off with this hand and it'll be bigger. And I was like, motherfucker. Like, how could anybody else have thought of that joke? That's my joke. I said, I've had that since 03, motherfucker. <laughs> it's parallel. But you know, thinking. again, again, Somebody might have heard it, 
No, I Pardon, doubt you know? it. I mean, it's just parallel thinking, I guess. You know, it's obviously if you look at a hand with one less finger or if you've ever taken a piss, you just notice. Yeah. Like, all right, there's a little bit more dick showing there. Yeah. I'm not the well, only there was person. A, there was an old joke years years ago about uh, uh, black black guys don't have bigger dicks. They just have smaller. It's an optical <laughs> illusion. There's a comic that had a joke that, about pissing, and I'm trying to remember his goddamn name i think it's j something like jay but he's got a joke about guys thinking their dick's bigger than they are, that it is and you step up to the urinal he said i grab my dick like a lewis lugger and i piss across my last three fingers that was the punchline. it's just it made me laugh hard if this <laughs> there's not a lot of southern guys you know that that have come along unfortunately blow up and i think it's cool that uh you're still you're definitely on the board and you know it's nice getting to see you do your work, man. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, I, I was talking to a couple other people. I, I think there was a period where there was a slump. But what, once I discovered my YouTube and social media and found a whole new, whole new audience, yeah. uh, my crowds are bigger. I'm selling more tickets than I did in years. Uh so it's actually a really big resurgence that it's like you said about Joey. I, I don't have pull yet, but it's it's finding a new audience. Yeah, and you're not doing your diligence if you're not out there. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of other old not calling you an old timer, but fuck it, you've been doing it for forty years. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Somebody called me a dinosaur the other day. That's I'm a dinosaur. dinosaur. Yeah, oh, Hank man. Jr. Yeah. Hey, do you think you can get away with Steve? No, no. <laughs> Gay guitar pickers don't turn me on. Oh, yeah. oh shit! I don't know, man. It's uh, if you're not due diligence and looking for your audience, you're not doing it right, man. It's silly. I'm sure there are some older guys that are still just traveling around and neglecting their fucking their their any pla- Pick one. Don't do all five or seven or how, don't do all of it, but fucking find something and get yourself out there because if you're not in front of people, see you. Yeah, and I, I've talked to guys that you know, because like, I am on everything. I'm 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 addicted to social media, and I love it. I will, you know, Instagram and Snapchat, and, and tw- I'm addicted to Twitter. Big yeah, me time. too. It's bad. And <laughs> I love Twitter. And and I have people comments. Oh man, I barely even do Facebook. I have to get my kid to post a picture for me. It's such like, then you're not playing the game. Right. This is this is the new game. There's a whole new industry. I think with just what I've heard about, you know, being a comic, I'm I'm not a comedian in any sense. You know, I've done like three fucking open mics. I think that I think funny. You know, I definitely have lived through a lot of tragic shit in my day. Comedy is tragic plus time. I'm 30. Yep. I can look at a lot of things in my life and see the humor in it. it. Gives me an interesting outlook on life. That's why I have a podcast. You may not like it, you know, but sometimes I think I, I think and say funny shit. And it's just a thing. And, um... Uh, I think that having a, a podcast, especially for people like you, comics, people that have a lot of, and I don't want to call it spare time, but downtime, where you're just out on the road doing your fucking thing. You should be doing stuff. You should be making yeah. art, your art, figuring stuff out. That's what keeps you sharp. You don't want to be one of these guys that just travel around for 30 fucking years with the same jokes. Because now with the internet, one person's going to put it online, and that's it. Like Nobody's going to care anymore. Yeah. Well, Jay Leno said years ago, I don't know if you've ever, ever thought about this, but there's not a, you don't see Jay Leno albums. No. There's not, not albums one. or 
like H.J. Leno HBO special. He was on TV and he did stuff, but he I, I had always heard that he didn't want to burn the material. I've heard like, that his you know, set he, is pretty limited. From, from what I understand, it is a lot of the same shit. <laughs> yeah, when he was doing stand-up, it was like he had his, his act, his honed act. Like a one-man show kind of thing. I guess that'd yeah. be kind of cool. Like, Mike Tyson's one-man show was pretty good. Tyson's not technically in, but I don't know. He made me laugh pretty hard <laughs> sitting there telling his story. I don't think it was just his accent. Just imagining what it would be like to be Mike Tyson for a day. Yeah. But that's what well, you're you know, doing. You were, talk, you, were talking, you were talking earlier about podcasts that you were saying. Well, then Lisa and I went to the Walgreens. Right. Um, sometimes those podcasts, if they're done well, I like because if somebody could, they could be a nobody. If they tell a story well yeah. or to keep my interest, then I find that I will listen to another one because I'm in that, their life. If something it's cool almost, happened at the Walgreens, I'm down. But I, yeah. going to the Walgreens is not that impressive, you know. Right. And and what the guy was talking shit about other shows, you know, and it's. I don't know. There's a lot of different kind of people that do podcasts. People that kind of to act all big and crazy, and they have this inflated ass ego and following, and they're like, "We're bad motherfuckers," and it's like nobody, nobody's promoting your show. Like, yeah, it's all in your head. It's all in your head. <laughs> One of my, I want to podcast here if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a show that I like and listen to a lot. It's called the Say What Podcast. Say what? Have you, yeah, have you I don't heard? Think I've heard of it. No, it's, it's it's this guy Tom and Graham, and they they do a just a a podcast and a typical two guys sitting there and they'll talk about their life and then they'll go and do news stories. Their 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 funny take on you know news stories. Right. And it's one of those that I just randomly found one day. You know, because I I'll, I'll randomly pick a podcast to try one. Right. And and you know if somebody catches me in the first five or ten minutes, I'll listen to an hour. But uh, they they did it. And, but at the same time, there's people that I will listen to five minutes and go, next. <laughs> Me too. Next. Yeah. There's certain voices I don't like, and a lot of them have to do with, with women, unfortunately. And I'm not saying I don't like lady voices. It's just there's a certain one that I'm not a fan of. And uh, mm-hmm. I'll try it. And that's that's me being, I want to try a little bit of everything. And I'll get some young ladies podcast and throw it on. And it'll just be like, anyway, so I was at the fucking uh, Burger King. Yeah. And, and then, just, you know, he tried to text me and I didn't want to talk to him. So I didn't answer that. I didn't write him back. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's tough, yeah. man. I can't. I, I got to turn that shit off. <laughs> It's weird. Voices are a funny thing. You know, I'm from the South, so, you know, it's nice to, to speak with somebody else who kind of has the same dialogue. I've, I've spoken to a couple Canadian cats. I've spoken to people from L.A., you know, different ethnicities and everything, and it's it's really fun to try to interact with people. Sometimes you don't know what the fuck somebody's saying, and if you're on a yeah. podcast with them, you have to be like, hey, what, what, the, what did you say? What? <laughs> you're not making any sense, bro. Yeah, there's a, a, a podcast uh, out of Finland called We Are Not Here to Please You. Have you ever heard that one? No, I, I have a hard time with, like, even British. You know, I've had a couple of those. I'll try to make it through, but just there's so many different words, and we're all guilty of speaking with, like, our slang and our, our street yeah. dialect shit. So I wish that that's one thing, you know, we could make it a little easier <laughs> to, to, to help everybody. Uh 
because we're all right, fuck shit, mate. You're saving this day, day, and I go, fucking bang, you say, the very man, mate. Right, and and like, he came out in a fish on me and a pow into his sinus. Yeah, you know? I, I got nothing. No, I don't okay. know what you said. No. I don't know. <laughs> it's right, a lot. right, right, yeah. Nope, don't know what you said. <sighs> and then there's three of them and they're all drinking. It just, it gets, it gets rough. <laughs> How do you how do you choose a podcast when you're uh, like when I go on Podbean's website, you know, and they'll, they'll feature like eight of them on the front page. I'm like, which one I want to just attempt to what? How do you choose which one you want to try? I think a lot of mine are word of mouth. Like it's, you know, other shows that will give shout outs and stuff or I'll see somebody in a, a a conversation on Twitter and then I'll look at a handle fucking homepage and I'll see whatever it says. And I might pop out for a minute and just listen to it. and get a Yeah, feel that's it. I, I kind of do the same thing. I don't really fuck with uh, recommendations like on podcatchers and stuff because I know that is a thing where they're like, here's the top 10 or here's the top 25 in the country. And I'm like, I don't fucking care. That's Yeah. I don't like and true I don't crime. Care, I don't care about the podcast that so many people are talking about. Like they're real. They're like they're real podcasts. Like the story about a murderer or a story about like I don't want any of that kind of. I want to hear people sitting around talking. I don't know. I like a formative, like murder ones. If it's like popular cases or something, I don't really necessarily like the true crime shows where it's just you know that's it can only take so much depressing shit in a day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So if it's something right. interesting or of notoriety that I'm gonna hear <laughs> gory or something that I heard about, I might check it out. But I don't like you know listening to just days upon days of uh, you know. And this person got murdered. They were found with their flash. Like, I think that would probably warp your brain a little after a while. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it, if I wanted to listen to that kind of stuff, I would just get an audio book. Right. Like, you know. <laughs> I'll get Stephen King. I'll, I'll watch or listen to any Stephen King anthology book, and I'll be yeah. fine. <laughs> exactly. I don't know, man. So I did have one question for you, man, and it had to do sure. with what you're doing now. So with the cruise ship thing. Uh, I was listening to your show the other day, and you were talking about you know some of the etiquette and conducts on a cruise ship. Uh huh. And one thing that you mentioned was that you don't flush the toilet paper on a cruise ship. Is that true, Steve? Is that like a rule? No, no. You 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 can flush toilet paper. You can't flush the wipes. You know those ones that say they're disposable wipes. Yes. They're uh, not. They're not really flushable. Yeah. There's like a thing. It says flushable, but if you look on the yeah. back of the package, it's like these aren't really flushable, which is really yeah. fucked up. I don't know how you get to do that to have it say one thing. Um, so baby wipes can't flush wipes. Okay. I thought you guys right. said that on a cruise ship because of whatever reasoning, like you couldn't flush like toilet paper, and I was like, oh snap, that's a pretty big deal. I said, no, nah, I'm from Arkansas, so I've seen that a few times. <laughs> but, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Is it around here? You'll get you know your buddy's house. They'll be like the paper really old, so fucking just throw your doo doo paper in that trash can right there. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Spain, right? Or fucking any other country. That's uh, a <laughs> there's plenty. Yeah, of, um, they do I, they do that in the Greek islands. In the Greek islands, they they don't have. You have to throw it in the uh, in the trash can next to the because the you know they don't have the septic systems on the on the little islands right so you just throw in your doo-doo paper they probably burn yeah mm. i had that at a but, you know, but you know but you know when you're not used to ever living like that it's very hard to wipe your ass and this leave it 
I've always you know wanted, what I mean? I'm a it's fucking... hard. It's something you're not. It's not in you. You don't want the next person to come in and go. Ooh, did you leave that? I'm just saying. Like in my lifetime, I've I've lived in some pretty fucking pretty jank conditions. At one point, with the woods, and I used to shit outside, like in a bucket. Uh, <laughs> I go take a shit at midnight with a shotgun and a flashlight. You know what I'm saying? This was real. I've good. done that. I've done that. Well, here's the problem. This was in 2001. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I haven't done that. <laughs> this was this was after Y2K, Steve. Fucking, there was wrestling and fucking Coca-Cola and cell phones, and I was shitting in a bucket outside for a little while. So it's like we, I, I'm I can deal with some crazy situations, and I, I go to this this gas station, and I, what it is, I needed to take a piss, but I also kind of needed to poo. You know what I'm saying? You never, you didn't know. You weren't sure. Wasn't sure. So I parked in this big parking lot. I jumped out to go take a piss, and I thought that I could just squeak that out and not have to take a dump. Turns out, I think you know, standing there with my feet crossed, heel toe yep. boot stomp, standing there trying to clinch up, and I'm like, I can't. I'm gonna have to uh, go in this jank ass gas station. So go in there. The door's all fucked up. The lights all blinking and f- and flashy. It's just you. You walk in, and it's. I go in there, dude, it was rough. I didn't handle my business, and I went to wipe my, like, when I'm sitting there, getting, pulling the paper off, getting ready to wipe my ass, I look at the trash can, and there's that doo-doo paper sitting on top. Doo-doo paper. Doo-doo paper on top. I go, that's nasty. And I think about it, and I'm like, I've never been here before. It's the middle of nowhere. There's doo-doo paper. And I said, so, maybe they're fucked up. I should probably just go ahead on. You know, they don't want you to flush the toilet paper. So I yeah. wiped my ass, threw it in the trash can with everybody else's, got out of there. And it hit me after when I got into the truck and went to leave. I said, you know what? There wasn't a sign on the wall or anything that said, don't flush the toilet paper. Because usually if they don't want you to flush, there's the sign. Yeah. There wasn't no You might have s- just followed some nasty bastard. <laughs> And I said, what is the manager? He's walking in there every, you know, a couple of hours to check the bathroom. And he's just like, God, man, who the fuck is putting all this shit paper in the fucking trash? Man, have, have you ever had to, like, poop and go into a public place where they don't have a door on the stall? At all? At all. Oh, man. There was, there's, a, there's a truck stop in Colorado that between uh, Denver and we have a cabin up in the mountains and uh, there's a truck so stop there one day and not only is there not an open the door it looks directly at the toilet right. it's not over to the side <laughs> and so people will just open the door and you just have to smile at them so. you just to, <laughs> and you just, it was the, I, I was kind of like that day that, like you said I didn't want to do it I just wanted just had to like Fuck it! I can't. I can't. I'm not gonna make it to the cabin. I'm just gonna have. And it was the hardest thing to sit there and look at somebody and hope they don't go. Hey, I really liked your last special. You know what I mean? <laughs> it would have made it. It would have made a great it, album cover. <laughs> but you know how terrible it'd been if somebody would have walked in and go, "Man, I love your podcast." Or you know, just a picture on Twitter. It says, "Yeah, Steve. I ran into McGrew at the truck stop in Fairplay." You know? Steve McGrew back in action and just a picture of you taking a healthy shit just sitting there going yeah. <laughs> my new album called pinch and one off oh shit man 
Well, it's been really cool, like getting to sit here and chat with you, man. I know that it took a while, and I, I hope that I didn't bug you too bad. But I just, I really wanted to get to talk to you. Like I said, you've kind of been one of my first uh, lead-ins to to stand up in general, and it's really, really a big deal to get to speak with you, man. So well, I appreciate. Well, you I, taking I time. appreciate it. Hey, let's let's do this. Since we were talking earlier about it's been a month since I've done a podcast, why don't you be a guest on my podcast this week? Uh, you want this this recording? Is that your plan? Or are you talking about no, like next week? No, I'll, I'll I'll hit you up again, and you'll just be the guest on my podcast. I'll interview you. We can do that, Steve. That'd yeah. be wonderful. Yeah, I'll, I'll figure out because once once we leave here and get at sea, I can do uh, Wi-Fi, and we'll figure out a time to just talk for an hour on my podcast. That'd be wonderful. That uh, and that's okay. <laughs> And we'll cross we'll cross pollinate podcasts. Oh, we can do that, man. That's what I say. I I've got not a, a huge following. I got a healthy little bunch of people that I think are really gonna enjoy it. And I really don't give a shit if they do or not. To be honest with you, I think podcasting is just my back door to be able to talk to people that have kind of been a part of my life, man. And it sucks I'm getting older and I've lost a few of them lately. Like people that yeah, they were really famous, and it's funny because it's like you don't know this person, but like Ralphie May, for instance. Oh yeah, I, no, I knew Ralphie from the old days. He he's from here. You know what I'm saying? I grew up yeah. poor as shit, and some of those stories that he told made me laugh so fucking hard. He's one of the bravest comics that I've ever fucking listened to. The only white dude I knew that would drop in bombs on stage. Oh yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It with re- reckless abandon. But then you look deeper because people would hate him for some of the shit he said. But then you look deeper and you find out that there are people that he literally funded and 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 kept kept alive in some senses, you know what I'm saying, throughout his career yeah. with feeding people and giving them money and weed and you know keeping that fire lit. So it's just, it really sucks that yeah. never even got to meet him, never got to shake his hand and I'm like I'm through with this shit. If there's somebody I really want to talk to, I'm going to fucking dig in there. <laughs> well, you know, that, that, I'm proud of you for that because I, I tell my my, uh, my wife has a podcast called uh, Two Girls and a Bottle of Wine. And right. she's always like, I'd love to get such and such on my podcast. I go, reach out to them. Just ask. Just ask. You know, because I, I you don't know. There's I, I had Jenna Elfman on my podcast. Wow. Because, <laughs> because I hit her up through Twitter. I said, would you want to do it? Sure. I've got a that uh, that I've made like a list. Nobody ever asked me, and recently I spoke with David, the producer, my and uh, you know he made me make a list. And I don't know if you do you have a list, Steve? Like, do you have a top five or like people that you really would like to talk to if you got a chance? I, I do. I I honestly do. Can and we uh, can we close with that? You think? Like, I'll, I'll give you yours and mine, and then we'll fucking wrap it because I'm gonna have to get everything put up so I can put it out today. But uh, okay. Um, I, my, I want to do there. There's, uh, I've been to Travis Tritt on my, my podcast Ooh, good. because I, uh, follows me on Twitter. And, uh, so I've been, I've been trying to get, get a hold of him and I, I keep getting the, you know, yeah, maybe, you know, con- I think sometimes they you cause they don't know what you're, they're going to say or what you're going to put out about. They're probably covering their own ass these days. Yes. You know? Yeah. 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 Uh, and so that, and I've been trying to get the Van Zant brother, e- either one of them, from Leonard Skinner or Thirty Eight Special, like a DNA test and see if you're related. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because people tell me all the time I look like one of the, you know, the Van Zant brothers. So that I've been trying, want to get get them on, and 
uh, Hank Jr. I, uh, I've reached out to Hank Jr. a couple of times to direct message, but never got a, re- a response at all. Jesus Christ, Steve. Can I fly yeah. on the wall for that one? I shut the fuck Whoa. up and listen. Can I just sit there and listen to that man speak? Oh, couldn't you just listen? Just You just turn on and go, just tell me some stories, you yeah. know? With the, well, this one time, it's, uh, oh, man. It'd be so yeah, good. so I'm, that's that's sort of my deal. My 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 list is is my, my music heroes. I think a few of mine are too, and that what you know. This we talked about it, and he kind of led me for a couple people. Um, there's a guy named J.J. Gray. He's a lead singer for a band called Mo. They're from down uh-huh. like around uh, Florida area. Beautiful voice, man. He he started as like a soul singer, and now he's all graveled out real hard. He's this is the world in which we live. Oh, this is dog digging. Don't get like he's got this crazy shit. I love his yeah, music. Hey. Nice voice, by the way. Oh, thank you. Got you. A no, good voice. I was just, just, I've heard it so many times. It's his voice. <laughs> <laughs> so Steve Earle was another one. I think Steve Earle would be really fun to talk to because he's kind of an outlaw for a long fucking time. And yep, and he can tell you about the guys. time he go and went to Mexico and got lost for years. <laughs> he just went bye bye on walkabout, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> just had to bounce. Uh, a couple of them were silly, like you said. Uh, you know, your big one was probably Hank Jr. Out of that, mine was Kid Rock. I was like, that'd be fun, <laughs> and he was good luck, motherfucker, because I don't think his shit is anywhere online. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Rodney Carrington's the one I'd like to talk to. I think Rodney has been a big part. Like, you were one of the first country comedian people I saw. Rodney's probably like the biggest one of like my field. Like, mm-hmm. my comedic personality is a combination of. Rodney Carrington, Ralphie May, maybe a little bit Ron White. It's if you had the way my brain works is a comment when I think of things and when I put my perspective, I hear those voices in my head when I talk out my fucking what I'm thinking, you know. It's yeah. That angle. Man, I saw this motherfucker roll down the street in a wheelchair. He didn't have any legs. And he was pulling this fat bitch in a wheelchair. She had both <laughs> legs. He was pulling her like a trailer. <laughs> Said, where you going? I'm gonna get my dick sucked. <laughs> this is the only one I can catch. <laughs> that kind of shit, you know. And yeah. it's, it's what happens yeah. to me when I'm sitting in traffic. I look over and I see shit like that, and then I write it down. And I'm like, well, maybe one day I'll do something with that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, have you have you thought about doing video like characters, like or just do a a quick little uh, you know one minute thing, just a video clip? Because that's what goes. That's I that have, goes viral easier than a podcast. I have to be kind of careful just with what I do because, unfortunately, I work for a company that's pretty big, and I would really hate to lose my fucking job for acting silly. I don't mind acting silly. It should kind of keep a little bit of a line there. Yeah. Between, you know, what it is. I, unfortunately, I don't have any other jobs lined up, so if I'm going to be, you know, sitting around saying goofy, not goofy shit, but just something that could potentially be a problem to my job, well, I gotta tell you, that's why that's why I I do a lot of the stuff through those characters like right. Tucker and Larry. If if I ever got in trouble, I'd go, "Hey, that was a comic idea. That was a the character said that. You know what I mean? Oh, so it's like you put on the glasses, you become Earl. Yeah, <laughs> Clark Kent becomes Superman. You know, it's that kind of. Uh, I I want this person to say that, but I would never say it on stage. But I'll let that character say it. But I'll let liberal Larry make fun of this, even though I would never say that in real life, you know, 
like I, I can do jokes with him because it's coming from a liberal angle and it can piss off both sides. Right. And be funny to both people. That's the yeah. point. You're just trying to get everybody. So Right. You're doing the Lord's work, sir. And do me a favor. Oh, bless you, get my your, child. Get your uh, get your plugs in. You know, tell everybody where they can find you at. Here's what I always say. I always tell when I do radio and TV, I go Google Steve Mudflap McGrew and you will find everything. Everything pops up, whether it's YouTube or Instagram, Snapchat, uh, my albums, where they're being sold. Because I've done six six comedy albums and one DVD, which surprises us. Like, you've done that many? Yeah, yep, man. I've done six albums. The, the pearl snap shirts are my favorites. The, the, oh, big, the big blonde bouffant hair with the Johnny Cash <laughs> black and white pearl snap. That's my shit. Thank you, sir. I want to get it on a T-shirt. Uh, it's it's been a real pleasure getting to talk to you, man. And I hope you know since you come through Little Rock a lot, maybe one of these days we'll be able to meet up and I can actually shake your hand and look you in the face and thank you in person. But that sounds good. I'll I, buy I'll buy you a Waffle House. That sounds bad. Hey, <laughs> I had a bit. They killed my bits, Steve. I just started a thing about confessions at the Waffle House, and I was reading like, uh, 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 what's the thing? Fucking Craigslist, you know, like men seeking men yeah. and women. I would read yeah. personal ads, like Waffle House ads, and just take like a story yeah. and add in. And you were sitting there eating your blueberry grits. <laughs> I wanted a piece <laughs> of it, and then they fucking got rid of that shit, and it killed the whole thing. And now I'm pissed. <laughs> I got no, I got no fucking where to look for shit anymore. <laughs> Terrible. <sighs> anyway, it's my mother-in-law's birthday, so I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to go uh, get the kid ready to go, and we're going to go have some cake and tell her happy birthday. But it's... What, what, do you, what, what did you buy your mother-in-law? I... Because uh, you're supposed to buy them something they wouldn't buy themselves. We bought, them, we bought her an iPad, like a brand new one. Uh-huh. They're very expensive. And, They're uh, very expensive. Yeah, uh, she couldn't pull the trigger on it had dropped hints here and there and i think that uh her her husband my father-in-law probably paid for all of it if not most and my wife bought her some accessories so there you go yeah man they're fucking up there so it was like a joint effort you know how it is let let me let me put my name on the birthday card too that's from all of us (laughs) so we're gonna have some some cake and shit it's it's cool i'm glad she's a nice mother-in-law I couldn't stand it if she was just mean old bat <laughs> just came around talking shit all the time. Well, man, you got a good one, man. That's right. Well, ma'am, you have a wonderful Sunday, and uh, I'll look forward to catching up with you. Keep in touch, man. And, uh, Thank you. And let me know when this goes up, and I will I will share it like crazy everywhere that I can. I will, man. I'll tag you. I'll use Twitter. That's the only one I'm on. So that's, okay. that'll be it. But it's it's been a pleasure, dude. You have a good Beautiful. one. Beautiful. Well, thanks for having me, and I'll hit you up, and we'll figure out a time for you to be on my podcast. Wonderful, man. Thank you. All right. Bye. Have a good one. I'll chat at you later. Yeah, that was wonderful. So, here we are. Steve McGrew, long-time veteran and just a really influential person in my life, and so it was really nice that he took the time to talk to me. Um, yeah, man, so that's that. Um, thank you for listening. To the show, uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us, it's at Poboy Podcast, Poboy Pod on Twitter. Uh, I'm Jody B at Jody B501. Like, subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends, tell your mama, tell your friends' mama to check us out, man. And we his just happened recently. 
uh, a new sponsor of the show. Uh, really nice guy, Shiloh, over at wehavemerch.com, reached out and decided to let me join his faction of podcasters. And now we have official Po' Boys podcast swag. That's right. Oh, shit. I got beer steins. I got hoodies and t-shirts. I got an apron. You can cook ribs with a picture of my face on your chest across your titties. Who wouldn't want to do that? If you're really interested, look. You go to wehavemerch.com. You can look us up there. Buy something. I don't need you to send me Patreon money and bullshit like that. Buy something cool. And if you really think it's expensive, I got codes, motherfucker. Hit me up. You can do, I believe the code is Jody B. You know what? I'm going to look at it right now. Just hold the fuck on. It's either Jody B or Jody. Here we go. It's Jody B. Okay, so you go there. You can enter the promo code Jody B2 and you'll get $2 off the shit that's on the website. So, there you go. We get it down low, po' boy style. But, yeah, man, really excited. It's been a fun time. And uh, I'm just tickled to death. I think this whole thing is awesome. And it makes me very happy. So, you guys have a wonderful weekend. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time, motherfucker. And the show don't look like cowboy boots And that ain't rock and roll you're playing And it show ain't country or rhythm and blues You're singing a song about making love to your drummer
Give us our hats, excuse the man, but where is the door? Get us our hats, excuse me man, where's the door? 